One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Ada Decluttering Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organised. And I'm Kirsty Faruja from Feels Like Home. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. To hang out with us more, check out The Art of Decluttering on Facebook and Instagram. And we'd love you to check out our website, outofdecluttering.com.au and see all that's happening over there. Let's Let's get get started. started. It's so good to be in your ears today. We are very excited for a guest that we've got that has come in all the way from the US, not come in as in like is in Eltham with us, but come in as in in the studio with us. We're a bit excited. She's one of our favourite people in the entire universe. We're so excited. This episode was brought to you by Kirsty and Amy. (laughs) Yeah, basically we just wanted Laurie in and so... Yeah, here she is. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of an intro about Laurie so you can find out a bit about her. If you have not heard of her, which I highly recommend that at the end of this podcast, you go and listen to her podcast. So we'll give you a few details. Laurie Palau is the author of the book Hot Mess, a practical guide to getting organized. She's also the host of the weekly podcast, This Organized Life. And she's the founder of Simply Be Organized, where she speaks, teaches and works one-on-one with clients to help them reduce clutter and increase productivity. When she's not organizing the world, Laurie can be found at home in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, with her husband, Josh, two girls and two dogs. She loves coffee and vodka, although not together. And in her spare time, she's actively involved in this. Let me see if I get this right, Laurie. St. Baldrick's Foundation. And that is all about raising funds for pediatric cancer research. So welcome. Thank you guys for having me. It is so good to have you with us. We're just going to have the best time in the next half an hour. We've got questions. We want to let our audience hear all about you. Yes. So the reason that we have, one of the reasons, one of the many, many reasons that we have Laurie on our show is because we discovered her podcast and we fell in love with this beautiful chick and we um, hopped on her website and found out that we could actually be her partner um, through her um, Simply Be Organised partner program. And so we are her Australian partners and we're so proud to be representing um, her brand in Australia. And we are, we just love this chick and we really hope that you do too. So let's let her talk. We'll stop talking. Laurie, we heard a little bit about you, but can you tell us about yourself and your family? Sure. So I am a mama to two teenage girls that are almost grown. So I uh, started my business when they were little. Um, 
after being a stay-at-home mom and a recruiter for a while. So I've been a stay-at-home mom, a working mom, and now one that's going to be going for college next year. What do you guys say, university? Is that how yeah, you guys say yeah. it? Yeah, most of our kids okay. don't leave home for that. So that's a big oh. thing for you. Oh, really? Interesting. Huh. Okay, well, we could talk about that later. Um, well, I have one that's probably going to be going away, and then I have another one that's a sophomore in high school, in, which in America is what, I guess, equivalent to your secondary school. Is that what you should have two more years of school? Um, But I love helping people and I love working with people. And so started organizing business really to keep myself sane because I had a husband who traveled a lot and I happened to be someone who was somewhat organized. So when my kids were little, I really developed some organizing strategy more from survival perspective because (laughs) I knew that living a disorganized life just would increase my anxiety and chaos level. And so just by implementing these simple strategies without even thinking of it from a strategic standpoint, just really helped me to navigate my own life. And as time went on, some of my friends and neighbors and people that I associated with started to see that they didn't have those innate abilities. And so to those you know, those gifts by helping other people. So that's kind of how my business was born. But over the past 10 years, it's grown and evolved. And, you know, ultimately my mantra is most people don't enjoy the process of organizing. I do, you do. Um, I find it obviously the, the end result, very rewarding, but most people don't get jazzed up about it the way that I do. <laughs> but what I do find is that most people, when you, when I talk to them about the benefits of living in order. It's really allowing the freedom to do the things that they want to be doing. And so by having less stuff or having more streamlined systems and strategies allows them the freedom to be doing the things that they enjoy, whether that's hiking or you know, playing soccer or going to the theater or doing whatever it is for them. It's really doing it. And just incorporating that is part of your self-care. I love it. We love, love, love your philosophy. And we feel like that's ours as well. We want people to live in the freedom um, without having an organized and decluttered home bring. So yay. You've told us a little bit about your business, but do you want to tell us more about your business and your area of genius? Yeah, sure. So um, really when I started working with clients, so in my past life, I was an executive. And I think that a lot of skills that I used really translated very very organically when I started working with clients because it's really about understanding people and understanding what motivates people for change. And so I always like to say, I pretend like I'm a psychologist, which I'm not, but when I would talk to people about their clutter struggles, whatever it looked like for them, um, it always kind of came back to the why. That was always really where I would try to get into what was their motivation for wanting the change? What was their motivation for picking up the phone in the first place? What is causing them the biggest stress and anxiety? And I felt that once I understood and I approached it with coming from the why, whether than just walking in with a predetermined solution without even understanding what their struggles were, that's when real change happened. And so over the years, I've, I, identified what I mean type club. And there's like kind of a fourth stepchild, if you will. And um, I talk about it a lot in the book and when I'm, when I'm doing speaking, but I think ultimately 
for me, what I always tell people is the first step in in making this listing change is to identify where your clutter is coming from. It's no different than treating a headache, constantly treating it with Tylenol or Motrin. I don't know if you guys have that. Do you guys have Tylenol and Nurofen? Yep. <laughs> you do? Okay. Um, but, you know, you want to understand what's what you need glasses to, you know, are you not getting enough sleep? Are you having migraines? What's your problem? You know, so understanding the root of why are you getting this in the first place will allow you to kind of correct the problem from the ground up. And so that's really what my approach has been. And I've found that once people have that little mini light bulb moment of knowing these triggers, they can then develop and use the action strategies that are going to resonate with them. Because as someone like me who doesn't have emotion into it, and I can talk about, I'll talk through each of the different types, you know, the strategies that work for me might not work for somebody that's more emotional like Kirsty, who's, uh, you know, who <laughs> you know a, as well, who gets a little teary, who gets a little teary when she sends me texts that she was crying listening to my podcast. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that you know that. <laughs> um, it's okay. She's, she's like Erica, my, my, my co-host, she's Kirsty's. I, and I was telling Erica earlier, I said, you are, that's because I look at it. Are you crying again? Cause person, um, but she is. And that's nice because it just goes to show that different strategies and approaches resonate with different people. So I'll walk you through the different types of clutter. I'll walk your listeners through if they're listening. So the three main types of clutter are physical clutter, emotional clutter, and calendar clutter. So physical clutter is pretty easy to imagine what that is. It's the stuff that you see. It's usually results from either having too much stuff, which we call issue, or not having the proper system to store your items. So maybe you don't have a ton of stuff in your garage, but if everything is just piled up on the floor and you're not utilizing your vertical space, that could be clutter could accumulate. So there's a few different reasons, but physical clutter is the stuff that you see. It could be papers, dishes, clothes, laundry, toys, etc. The next type of clutter is what I call emotional clutter. And emotional clutter usually stems from either guilt or fear. You will have regret if you get rid of something. It could be something that you deem as an heirloom or you feel that you should keep because it was handed down to you. Or it could be some artwork that your children made and you feel like a bad mom if you get rid of it. Or it could be something really expensive that you purchased, like a pair of shoes, and they're really uncomfortable and you know you're never going to wear them again, but you feel guilty getting rid of them because you know you spent a lot of money. But So it, all of these emotions, things as you're being able to part with them. The other main cause for emotional clutter is fear. And I see that a lot. It's that what if factor. What if I need it? What if I have to get to it? What would happen? And interestingly enough, I see a lot of fear based with paper clutter. A lot of times people will hold on to things that they think they might need or they're afraid they might whether it's get audited or might need to retrieve it. And so, yes, although the part of emotional clutter can come anywhere, I happen to see a lot of it when it comes to dealing with paper. And, you know, it's when, you, when you're faced with that, it's, and I talk about different strategies in the book about going through like how easy, you know, how could you replace it? How easy would it be to replace? 
How much would it be to replace? When was the last time you need it? Realistically, how will you use it? Like all of these different scenarios that you can work through. And when you're sitting at home, figure this out on yourself, out by yourself, or if you're helping a friend or spouse or even a child, these are the types of questions, these open-ended questions that you ask, as opposed to saying, you don't really need that. It doesn't really matter because it might not matter to you, but if somebody else has put this value on it, then it does cause them stress and anxiety. And the parting with it might cause more stress and anxiety than holding on to it. So they have to kind of come to that feeling on their own. So it's navigating through that process. So, you know, just having that language to understand that even though you may not see this item in a particular way, if you're dealing with somebody else in your family, and they may see it a different way. They might put a different level of value on it. And so just having these tools and the language to use, I've seen reduce a lot of frustration and anxiety and tears, <laughs> to be honest, especially when you're dealing with kids, um, on how to communicate and allow them to part with these items that really probably don't have a monetary value, but are hold there, but have some sort of hold on them gives them this remorse that they're going to get rid of it. They're either going to be missing out on something or they're going to have regret. We have some amazing sponsors that help the Art of Decluttering get on the air every single week. We're on every single podcast app. We're on YouTube. We're even in Virgin Australia flights in their in-flight entertainment system. So if you want to reach our growing community, we would love you to come on board as a sponsor. So if that is of interest to you, email hello at artofdecluttering.com.au and we'll get our sponsorship kit straight out to you. Now, back to the show. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The third type of clutter is what I call calendar clutter. And calendar clutter really just stems from either not utilizing your time properly, like poor time management or priority management, or being overscheduled, or a combination of both. And I know that a, your core demographic is probably women and moms. I would assume, shouldn't assume, but, um, and I know for me and my audience and the people that I tend to um, resonate with, it is, that's a very common area because whether it's we're involved in stuff with our community, with our church, with our business, with our children, which is running a household. All of these things take time. And what happens is we are either so busy that we're running, 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 homes then, and there's no time to declutter or put things away because you're just going a million miles an hour, or you're just not prioritizing that as part of your to-do list putting away the laundry or unloading the dishwasher or whatever the tasks are. And I also see calendar clutter accumulate a lot for people that have difficulty delegating or outsourcing. 
you know, everyone who tries to kind of do it all on their own and think that this is my responsibility. I see this a lot with stay-at-home moms because they feel happened so that they should do everything to everybody all the time. And, you know, I wrote, um, I wrote an article a long, long, long time ago called being the CEO of your home. And I talk all about how in business, the CEO doesn't do all the jobs. You know, the CEO delegates, the CEO outsources, they have other people, but they don't do everything. And if you look at yourself as a CEO of your home, you understand that in order for your company to run smoothly, enlist other people. And, you know, that could be, like I said, your kids, your spouses, your girlfriends, or, or somebody that you hire from the outside, but it doesn't have to look a certain way. But just recognizing that, you know, your home isn't an afterthought. It's part of, you know, an extension of, of the life that you're building. I read that article um, and I loved it because I think that's what the women that, and men who choose to listen into our podcast or engage the service of, services of a professional organiser, that's what they come into the understanding of. I can't do it all. I can't work full-time, have kids, have pets, have elderly parents, volunteer in my community, play on the local cricket team and manage to set up the systems to organise my house. I actually need to call in help. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that it's it's okay and I think that there's this false, I, you know, I, I talk a lot about this without trying to get like on a soapbox, but, you know, there's all of this um, – you know, illusion. I like to I like the smoke and mirrors. You know, you see the best of everybody online. You see the best on Instagram or on Facebook or wherever you are, Pinterest. And I understand, and I think it's great to have those inspiration photos. But people are putting their best foot forward, and they're not always accurate, and they're not sustainable all the time. You know, and so I think you need to just be okay with where you are. And if there's an area, people say to me all the time, and I'm sure you get this as well, like where should I start or when's the best time to start? And I would say ever's the biggest pain point for you. It doesn't really matter what I think. If there's an area of your life that you're unhappy with, if there's something that's causing you stress and you anxiety, it doesn't matter what I think. If the dishes piling up in your sink doesn't bother you or your spouse, but the you know pile of paper on the side table does, well, then start with that. You know, It doesn't matter. You have to figure out what's going to resonate best for you and find the simple sustainable systems that work better lifestyle unit. And that's what I try to hit in the book is that, again, there's really not a one size fits all. We love it. You should, I wish we had a camera on us because Amy and I are just like nodding, nodding, nodding. We're just in complete agreement with everything that you've already spoken about. And I think our listeners will also be nodding, nodding, nodding because they've heard it for 92 episodes already (laughs) so your stepchild to these three areas is digital clutter do you want to talk to us about that yes so digital clutter is really kind of like the hidden the hidden secret because it doesn't physically accumulate the way clothes and shoes do but digital clutter comes in multiple forms so it could come in the form of social media it could come in the form of digital photos and videos. It could come in the form of, you know, email. So anything is taking up mental bandwidth of your time 
on that is again either on one of your devices be it your laptop your phone what have you the digital clutter can can paralyze us from moving forward so whether that means that you're wasting time because you're scrolling aimlessly through instagram and facebook or you are not utilizing your time really because you're trying to email that's buried amongst a million other emails so digital clutter what i find is a lot of times it results in wasting time because what you hear from people is, well, what difference does it make? My my phone has a ton of storage. But hey, when I talk about any type of an organization system, I always come back to what is the ease of retrieval? How quickly can you find what you're looking for? Because most people think the filing system as putting something away. And yes, that's part of the act. But the goal, in my opinion, of a filing system is how quickly can you retrieve it when you're when you need it most. And with digital clutter in particular, it's so easy for stuff to just get buried amongst the masses. You don't establish a system, whether it's for that photo or those emails or that contract and proposals that you need to find. You're going to be wasting so much precious time looking for this stuff. And then that causes frustration and anxiety and overwhelm and all these other kind of ripple effect of emotions because they weren't organized in a system for the ease of retrieval. So that's what I always, that's really my goal when I talk about, I'll give you like a, an example in our house. So photos used to be a really big deal with like being everywhere, especially when digital photos started coming becoming popular. Because again, I have an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old and I'm totally dating myself. But when my when my firstborn was younger, we still had regular, we printed out all our photos and then I put them in a photo album and called it a day. Well, then once we started switching over to digital photos, everything, we would just take them, take them, take them. And we never deleted them all over the place. And it didn't take too long, fortunately, for me to go, this is crazy because then if I want to go to find something, I'm spending hours looking for what I, something that should really take me, you know, two seconds to find. And so I, you know, I just happened to, I believe in using a third party app. So I, I use Shutterfly. That's just what I use. Um, I'm not endorsed by them. I'm not paid by them, (laughs) but I just like using them because I can log on anywhere. So my photos are, you know, I can access them. Um, And I just started creating photo albums for each year. And so I would just dump the photos. I would go through and delete the duplicates, the ones that people weren't looking in the direction or whatever. And then this way, I would share it with the family. And so we would easily have this very simple chronology of, you know, our our lives year by year. And then when my daughter was in eighth grade, had to do a project, life as a basketball player. And so she just logged on herself, went into Shutterfly and got all of the pictures that she needed on her own. And it was so easy and she had everything in one place. And not only was she able to be completely self-sufficient, which was great for me, but it just didn't cause stress of going searching around the house where most of her friends where digging through drawers and cabinets and boxes of where scrolling through phones and to find them. And so when I look at, you know, those types of examples, I think about the time that we saved 
the time that could have been that would have otherwise been wasted doing other things. So when you think about like what's the harm that digital clutter is causing you, well, it's not taking up physical space, but is it taking up your time? And ultimately, in my opinion, I think above all else, our time is our most valuable commodity. So, so, so true. Um, And I think we've got a couple of episodes on, we've got one on digital life. We've got one on social media. So if you're like nodding along and going, yes, Laurie's got it. And you want to hear more, you can scroll back through and listen to those episodes as well. So Laurie, we love your podcast and you always ask a fun question. At the end I love of yours. It. I love yours. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I wanted to point out at this point too, I don't know if you know this, Laurie, but about 25% of our listeners are actually based in the US. And so I think if you are based in the US and you've been like, oh, Cassie and Amy, but they live so far away, today we're bringing you a solution to the thousands of listeners we have in the US because not only can you have Laurie, but the partner program that we're part of, Services. Laurie, you tell us about it. So two years ago, I started to realize that, or I shouldn't say I started to realize, I knew that the industry was growing and changing for the better. Um, When I first started, the whole concept of a professional organizer was pretty much reserved for the super elite people who outsourced everything or for hoarders. There was like two extremes. And as we've all seen, just the way society has, you know, just accepted our industry as an of self-care and just realizing that this is just another thing that you should to do or that you don't need to do, but that is something that is beneficial for mind, body, and soul, just like exercise, eating right, you know, just taking care of yourself. And not everybody is born with the understanding to, of how to navigate through these processes. And so by enlisting, either hiring a professional organizer to work side alongside with you, or even just so much as tuning guest and getting these strategies can really be like light bulb moments for people. And so um, I've been fortunate enough that over the past several years of building my business, I have developed a nice platform through my podcast and my blog and whatnot. And there's some other really great organizers that are doing great things in their respective markets. And so I wanted to be able to give them a voice on my platform. So I developed a partner program, which basically is a of amazing professional organizers around the globe, thanks to you guys being our Australia partners. Mm -hmm. Uh, we We currently have... I believe it's 36 or 37 at I my think last it's 37, count. 37 because I was listening it's, to one of your podcasts this morning and you, you quoted 37 and I was like, woo, that's growing. That's awesome. Yeah, 37 women who all own and operate their own independent companies are all women entrepreneurs. And my belief is that there's power in community and there's power in one another. And I certainly don't have all the answers. And so if I can collaborate with other women who share similar philosophies and have a voice, why not be able to give them that platform? So that's really how it was born. And we got, we came together and now we're besties. So if we've got listeners in the US that are interested in having a professional organizer that's in their city or town, how do they go about finding one of your partner partners that they can engage? 
Great, great question. On my website, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, so on my website, Simply Be Organized, there is, and I'm sure you'll have links to it in your show notes, but um, there is a partner page that you could just go into a drop down. It says find a partner and they're all listed alphabetically by city and state or by you guys as country. I think you guys are the first ones because we have <laughs> Australia kicking it off. Um, and you can just go down and it hyperlinks directly to everybody's website, their phone number, their social media handle, literally go and go a deep dive. But I believe that we all, we all use people and buy from people and connect with people who we know, like, and trust. And so I like to just say that, you know, we've done a little bit of the homework and said, hey, listen, if you live in a particular area and you are looking for an accountability partner or somebody that offers a particular organizing service and we can help you, here you go. And so we have a nice representation um, across the country and obviously we have a partner and obviously two in Australia. <laughs> yes, we love your community and we love the fact that you uh, put community over competition that's one of your hashtags and one of the your values and philosophies that you live by that it's always community over competition and we absolutely adore that about you Laurie so thank you we often quote it to each other when one of us is having a wobble or usually <laughs> it's me having the wobble and Kirst will go it's community over competition and we're like yes back to that value <laughs> Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I can have my little, you know, my little, you know, imparting into your lives. So thank you. So I thought it would be fun to ask you to turn the tables on you and ask you, what is your area of genius and what is your kryptonite in your home? Okay, so... I'm actually glad that you asked me this because I always ask our guests, which you know, where they're the biggest hot mess. So me, there's laundry. I don't mind doing it, like throwing it in the in the washing machine, but folding it and putting away, I just, I don't enjoy it. It's like, I, I it's just something that I don't like doing at all. I think I'd rather clean a toilet, which is crazy town, but I just find laundry so tedious. But Fortunately for me, and Kirsty knows this because she's a fan of the show, my husband, we call him Laundry Loving Josh because he is a little OC laundry. So I graciously have delegated or allowed him to take over ownership of laundry in the house. He's taken Although on the I mental will- load. Yes. Oh, I can't even tell you about that whole episode. I was like, Praise the Lord during that episode. I want to like, I want to like rip it off and give you guys total props for it because that is the most, that episode is so important. And if anybody's listening, did not listen to that mental load episode, they need to like go back and listen to it because it's so the mental load of stuff that we have. And I'll give you actually a real life example. I'm, I'm probably digressing from your question for a second, Kirst, but Josh also does lunches for my girls. Now they're 18 and 15. In my opinion, they can make their own lunches. But that is something Josh likes to do. So Godspeed, you make your girls lunches. Well, when he travels, I don't make lunches. Like that's on you, sisters. Love it. So he will, he will, I kid you not, could be a video, I would walk down into our refrigerator in our garage. He preps, he was gone for three days this week. 
he prepped the snacks in Ziploc bags with their names on it with like apples and granola bars and everything. And then they just had to make their sandwich for the, for the next day. I call that enabling because they're 18 and 15, (laughs) but he wanted to do that. And I'm like, that is not my mental load. That is not my mental load. I have way too many other things that are taking up space. And um, yeah, anyway, I kind of digress. But I, ca- I cannot wait. So for, true. I cannot wait for Josh and Simon to meet because they are brothers from another mother. Like, <laughs> they are, they are yeah. twins. As you're talking, I'm looking over at Kirst going, oh my gosh, it's Simon. It's Simon. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. And th- I guess the area where I'm, where I guess, would you say that I'm like, I'm thriving or where I'm where I'm strongest is I'm very good with logistics. So I'm a good manager. So all different things going on and I love me a good spreadsheet and calendars and I'm good with under like knowing where people need to go and like procedural processing, like the steps that have to happen, which is interesting because I have a kid that struggles with procedural processing. So it's always like God's testing me to see like how on my game I am. I think that happens with all our kids, doesn't it? They just seem to, you know, need from us extra things. Um, So we want people to jump on to whatever platform they use to listen to their podcast and download this organised life. And we have to say to our Australian listeners, don't forget the Z. It's not organised with an S, it's organised with a Z. So you've got to remember this organised life with your Zs. (laughs) <laughs> yes, us crazy Americans with our Z's. <laughs> I was I was on one of our partner um, podcasts the other day, um, Christy Lingo, and we had this whole conversation about the Z's and the S's. <laughs> it was very interesting. <laughs> so we want you to yeah. um, download yes. that podcast, but also we want you people to grab a copy of your book because Kirsten and I have both read it. And it's great. And we love it. We It feels like I think if Amy and I had combined to write a book, it would be Laurie's book. <laughs> so thanks, Laurie. We now know don't need well, to write a book. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I try to, I always say there's not a lot of big words. I try to keep it simple because we don't, life is crazy enough as it is. We want to just keep it simple. And I always just say, you know, we're all a little bit of a hot mess. It's okay. Yeah. I bought my version on Kindle. Kirst, did you buy hard copy or Kindle? Kindle. Yeah. So if you're in Australia, peeps, jump onto Amazon and uh, get your Kindle version. Yeah. And you there can, you go. we will put in show notes everywhere that you can find Laurie. She is the organizing master over on Instagram <laughs> and in life. <laughs> my lovely. My 15-year-old, when she was, whenever Instagram came about, what, 2010, 2011, she created my personal Instagram feed and called it Organizing Master, and I never bothered to change it. And so now that's what it is, but it is what it is. So You can find me there or simply be organized, either one, so... We have spoken about a lot of our episodes too, like Laurie's mentioned some and we've mentioned some. So we will also put in our show notes all the links to what we think are relevant podcasts off the back of this as well. 
And we'll even put in a link to the episode that Kirstie and I do on this organized life. We kicked off 2019 with what do we think of goal setting? So you can um, listen to that as well. If you want a little bit more of the three of us all raving over on Laura's podcast. Yeah, because we're all fangirling each other everywhere we go. We fangirl each other. (laughs) I think the next time we get together, we have to do it in person. Yes, I agree. I would love that. Amy would love that. If Only you if you to flew us. to Australia, <laughs> whereas I'm a, like, get me. I will, I will come to Australia. Yeah, but... I will come to Australia. <laughs> whereas I'm a, like, get me to New Orleans. Like, get me to our, get me to Philadelphia. Let's get to our catch up. Let's meet with everybody that I love in America. Well, you, well, you guys could come to Nashville. You guys oh. can come to Nashville, Tennessee. We're having a big partner retreat there. Oh, don't even. She's going to be like trying to come up with solutions to get us there now i said new orleans (laughs) but i meant nashville i was like it's somewhere south in america (laughs) that's okay we could go to new orleans too it's all good (laughs) maybe new orleans for 2020 so laurie thank you so much for giving us your time it's a friday night where you are so you're giving up some precious uh family time We've loved having you on. I just feel like we're just so in sync, so in line. We love you very much. So thank you. I love you too. I'm giving you guys a hug through my podcast, Mike, for sure. (laughs) Thank you so much, Laurie. And we also want to say a big Patreon shout out to Amy Kay and Jen, who are our latest supporters on Patreon. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, hop over to the show notes and you can find out more there as well. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Laurie. We love you. We can't, we love being around you and we hope our listeners have enjoyed this um, episode as well. Bye. 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 Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.